Well, you know, I come from a very musically inclined family. My mom was an aspiring country singer, and my dad played drums in a band. And so I grew up with a lot of music going on in our home. Um, I also have a dance background. I've been singing and dancing since I learned to basically talk and walk. So my parents have really, really good blackmail material of me that they're planning on posting <laughs> on YouTube pretty soon. It's like a chubby little version of me singing with a hairbrush and nothing but a diaper. So <laughs> I definitely don't want that getting out there, but can't control what my parents do. Of course not. I mean, who can? My parents, uh, especially my mother, <laughs> loves to embarrass me. I'm in my early 30s, and my mom embarrasses me pretty much on a daily basis. But enough about me. Uh, so, now, how did you know? You mentioned, the, of course, your family being musically inclined. How did you know that you wanted to pursue singing for a career? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's been a part of me for since I can barely remember. And I was never one of those kids that really had to find myself. So I've been seeing since I was six years old that I want to be a singer mom, you know, when I grow up, and here I am. So I'm not looking for massive success. I've already accomplished what I've set out to do. Um, if more comes out of it, great. If not, I'm already so fulfilled in what I'm doing. Wow. That's, so, that, that's yeah. some good stuff there. Now, I love uh, it. Us, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always a plus to love what you do. Um, now, did you have a mentor growing up, or do you have a mentor now in terms of uh, music? I do. You know, both my parents have been my mentors, and they've oh, given me so a lot of advice. Oh, that's so sweet. Did they pay you to say that? Um, yeah, hefty amount. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I'm rolling in the dough right now. No, of course. Like, seriously, they're they're my biggest critics as well, and so they push me to be the best that I can be. And so, as far as mentors, I don't really have like Beyonce or anyone. It's just my mom and my dad. Oh, that, that's a plus. I mean, I, I wish I could. My parents are definitely my biggest critics. I don't know about I don't know about anything else there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely uh, you know you lo- lo- gotta love the parents. But uh, look, my partner has something you'd like to ask. Yes, yeah. Sahar, can, can you let us know some of your musical influences? Oh, absolutely. There's so many, and uh, when I pursued rock music. I, you know, I loved ACDC, I loved Iron Maiden, but now that I've, you know, crossed over to country, my biggest influences are, of course, Shania Twain, and you could hear that in my songs, especially in Girlfriend, um, Linda Perry from The Four Non Blondes, um, Jackie DeShannon, Cher, Jewel, Dionne Warwick, Until I Watch The Apprentice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you mentioned uh, you that, mentioned that Shania really Twain. And Shania, I heard your music, and I mentioned to you, you know, in the email that you definitely remind me of her, which, of course, is a compliment because Shania is amazing. Now, uh, I want to put the interview on hold for a second because we have the woman who actually uh, put this whole thing together, uh, a fan of the show, somebody who's called in in the past. And I know, you know, we spoke off the air, so I'd like to get her on before we continue. We have uh, Dottie joining us, and Dottie called in when we had Jen Lilly on, which is how she found out about the show. Oh, by the way, uh, Jen is on next week, Dottie. But uh, you're on with Pure Gold and Sahara Star. Hi, Sahara. Dottie, I am so excited to finally have the opportunity to meet you. You have been, you know, one of the bigger forces behind my career. So it's been really amazing having you as a fan. And, you know, you pushed for this interview. And I really appreciate that. And, you know, I just love this girl. I can't express how much she's just been such a big help to me. Wow. Oh. Well, you are worth it, believe me. <laughs> You're worth oh, thank all you. the effort I put into you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You're going to get front row seats. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry. Front row center. Is Dottie secretly your manager and we don't know about that? You know what? <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think about maybe she should be because she pushes me more than I push myself. So, you know, the, the position is available. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. 
good. I could use that. <laughs> I think you should put in a, a resume there, Dottie. I'll have to do that. <laughs> that oh, for great. sure. And Dave, he really likes you too. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh I mean, and again, I thank you, Dottie. Um, I know I'm sure there's something you'd like to say to Sarah before you know we we, we continue with the interview. But I thank you for for uh, you know introducing us, as it were, through the uh, social media network. And you know, Dottie again is is a great fan, somebody who who I talk to every so often on on Facebook, and she's she's definitely helped out in terms of uh, you know just spreading the word out there and getting uh, you know again getting Sahara on. So we're thankful for that. But Dottie, um, I know you know we spoke about the whole phone situation, so. So uh, is there anything you'd like to ask Sahara and, uh, or say anything to her? I just can't wait to meet her. <laughs> oh, I know. That's going to be a great, great experience for me. One yes, day. Let's is. plan on it. We will. We're going to plan on that one day soon. For I'm going to sure. get her a margarita. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you know how I like those. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we're talking alcoholics here on Pure Gold. This, uh, we don't that. This, is, this is not the opinion expressed here on Pure Gold, but... Uh, but Donnie, no. listen. Uh, you know, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, before before we let you go, just uh, you know, give you another second or so if you'd like to, you know, spread the love with Sahara. Yes, I do. I love you, girl. You go. Oh, I love You're you gonna too. Rise thank all the you. way to the top. All You're the so way cool. to the top. Thank and you I so much, Dottie. Later. I appreciate that. Absolutely, Bye. you got it, girlfriend. Bye. Bye. Take care, Dottie. Thank you so much for calling. Um, Sahara. Of course, that's uh, your number one fan there, Dottie. Uh, you know, she's a great, her. great so person. Cool. Oh, yeah, she, she's awesome. And, you know, she's, again, the reason that we got you on the show. But, again, I'm going to throw it back to my uh, my tag team partner here because we have a few more questions we'd like to ask you. Yes, Dottie, number one fan, number two fan, asking you the next question. That would be me, Sahara. <laughs> uh, Hi, Joe. <laughs> Hi. Uh, do you have a favorite artist? You named some uh, a bunch of influences, but do you have a favorite artist if we were to ask you, like, I don't want to say gun to you your know, head, but I, I just want to know who I, you say is your favorite So artist. many. Right now, lately, I'm listening to Pink, and it's n- not what I'm doing with music, but she's her material is really great, especially her newer stuff. And it's just so hard to pinpoint a favorite, but I really like Shania Twain, Linda Perry, ah, um, and, you know, a lot of uh, other country greats like uh, Jewel and s- certainly Blake Shelton and Miranda Lambert and... So, so Carrie Underwood is one of my favorites, and I really love um, her new song, Blown Away. And oh, that, that's been on repeat. <laughs> so. Yeah. Great, speaking, great of, uh, so, right, uh, speaking of songwriting, do you write your own songs? You know, I work with an amazing songwriter named Brian Emmel, who wrote all the songs. That um, We're currently doing some talks of future co-writing collaborations, and we have some ideas that we're passing back and forth. Um, but before that, I released a rock album, which I wrote most of the tracks on. Actually, I wrote all the lyrics and melodies, and um, it was a total of 13 songs and an additional 10 that were never released. Okay. But um, with these new songs with Brian, I'm hoping that after we release these next ones, we're going to put out some new stuff that has more more of an autobiographical feel. Wow, that, that's so. pretty interesting. That actually, what you did on the rock album sounds like what I do on this show is pretty much all the work and do everything and uh, only get half the credit, but that's, that's besides the point. Uh, Sahara, now tell us, um, you know, you you actually you, we've we've talked about uh, quite a few things here, but uh, what inspires you? Like uh, again, you mentioned how Brian writes you. You used to write your own music, but what inspires you to get out there and and sing? And uh, if you tell me your parents again, then I think the interview might be over because you definitely <laughs> then they might paid get you off if that's your answer. <laughs> You know, I'm inspired by relationships, past relationships, you know, um, current relationships, um, past experiences, 
life. Writing is very cathartic for me, and my next group of songs, like I said, are going to be more autobiographical and more like my rock album was. Oh, nice. That, that's yeah. definitely some, some good stuff there. Um, now, you sent me an awesome rock song that I like, which is uh, Him, H-I-M. Uh, you did this a while back. What led you to drop that, again, great song, and head more towards uh, pop and country? Because, well, let's be honest, that's a huge departure. You know, it's it's a far cry from the rock scene, but it just felt right. I felt that it showcased my vocal abilities better than the prior projects, and it's really fun. Also, you know, my mom was an aspiring country singer, so I grew up listening to country music. So I've always had a little bit of country in me. Wow. W- yeah, would you say... Yeah, so, uh, so it's been go, fun. Go ahead, Sarah. Sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, but, have you... Um, uh, a, a, go oh, no, go Sorry, ahead. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd leave the, the rock genre, but in 2011, I just felt really compelled to make a switch. And since right. I have no prior background in the country genre, I just felt it was necessary to bring in a professional who just happens to be really, really good at what he does. Well, that, that's, again, but, that's, you know, before that, it was all about Iron Maiden and ACDC <laughs> and uh, Disturbed and Slipknot. <laughs> wow, that's definitely – well, basically, you went from one form of, like, crazy depressing music to country which is like the most depressing music out there for the most part so that means you have to flip it and make it uh make it positive and make it you know a plus so people aren't talking about drinking and doing drugs and you know shooting their dogs but they're talking about love and you know nice positive things but folks if you're just tuning in we're joined by recording artist and singer uh sahara star and again turn it back to my uh my esteemed colleague over here thanks sahara besides music have you given any thought to 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 doing anything else besides music, or is that what you're going to do, you know, for the rest of your life, or have you thought about something like acting or something just completely different than music? Um, it's definitely what I plan to do for the rest of my life, um, whether it be writing or writing for other artists. But um, I've been in, approached in the past for acting opportunities, but I've always been too busy to pursue that field. I'm definitely open to acting, but would be, you know, I'd be interested in branching out as an artist. But at this time in my life, I'm just currently tied up with the recording. Gotcha. And if, but you, if done, you went I've done to act- a lot of modeling, which is fun. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very good. Um, yeah. If 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 it was if you did if you were proposed with like an ideal situation where you know your your um, music career is at a great place right uh, then and there, and then you were proposed with a acting job, would you prefer movies or TV? Oh, I'd really like to be a part of a TV series. I think that would be so fun because, you know, you really get to develop a character and have fun with that, and people get really into I know I'm into a few shows, and I was really into Lost, the Lost series, and it was really fun to, to see those characters develop, so I'd definitely choose a TV series. Cool. Um, yeah, I caught – I didn't catch – I'll be honest with you, I didn't catch the whole series of Lost, but that was definitely an intriguing series. It was definitely not your typical series, so um, that's really interesting to know. Um Ahead, and one of the things that, uh, I mean, we don't talk about this now because the show's been over for a while, but we spent an extensive amount of time here on PG talking about Smallville, which is probably mine and Joe's, one of our all-time favorite shows, and, and we've discussed some other things as well. So, you know, television is something that is, has always been a big part of Pure Gold. It kind of comes and goes in waves. So if you do end up with uh, a TV show, of course, you got to come back on to promote that. Right. You know, I think I think that'd be super cool. You know, I'd be interested in doing movies too. And if I do, I'd want to play something completely opposite of my character. I'd really like to play a mean girl, <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> Interesting. 
um, that, that that's really interesting to hear that Sahara. Yeah, concern, because it would be so opposite of what I am, and it would be a challenge. Because gotcha. everyone I mean, in my everyday life says, Sahara, you're so sweet. That's why I wasn't really taken seriously in the rock genre. And so it would be fun to, to, to play somebody that really challenges me. Interesting. Well, I hope uh, there's an agent listening out there. Sahara wants to be a villain on a TV series <laughs> not named Lost. Okay? So yes. there you go. Yes. There's your plug, Sahara. Um, <laughs> in, t- in terms of your music, when can fans expect more, um, some more new music to come out? Oh, well, you know, um, I just got done recording five more songs. And my okay, music nice. video to my song, Bad Raincoat, will be out next week. And it was so fun to make, and I'm excited to share it with anyone. And with these new songs, I'm planning on releasing them in the following weeks. And I have plans to record two more singles this fall. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. And before that comes out, where could fans listen to your current music and uh, that you've released so far so that we could get your sales and, uh, you know, some more income into your house? Yeah, all my songs are up on iTunes, and you can sample them there or listen to them on my website, which is www.sahara.ws, which stands for website. And, uh, yeah, also my Reverb Nation. You can you can tune in on my YouTube, my Twitter, my Facebook. Wow. That's a lot of a lot of links and a lot of things going on. But, uh, yeah. Sahara, you, you basically just stole my last question from me. Uh, the fans, they'll be able to keep in touch with you through that. Now, are you the type of artist who, uh, I mean, I know personally, but I just got to ask you, are you the type that you'll uh, you'll get in touch with the fans, you'll get back to them, or, you know, are you already playing the villain in real life? Oh, no. <laughs> no. I make an effort to respond to everyone that has written to me, and I really enjoy connecting with my fans. So go ahead and shoot me a letter, and I'll definitely get back to you. You know, that's I mean, that's how I met Dottie, and and uh, I think it's just amazing with this Internet age to be able to communicate and to be able to network and to be able to really connect with them. And, you know, they're the ones who, who drive me. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, one more time, though, for the fans that, that are, you know, are listening in, tell them how to follow you. You mentioned the website, but just throw that out there again just one more time. Yes, it's www.sahara.ws. That's S-A-H-A-R-A. Nice. And Twitter? And Twitter, it's um, Sahara underscore star. Nice. That's, that's so simple. You know, you have people have these complicated, crazy <laughs> names like, you know, Sassy no. Mama 52, you know, underscore at, you know, no, whatever. No, no, that's my, that's my alter ego. I mean, that's oh, alpha. Oh, well, of course, of course. Good, good, good luck stuff. trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sahara, listen, we, we thank you so much uh, for, for joining us here. You, you really, um, you know, you're a pleasure to talk to and, uh, we thank you again, but uh, before you know, before we move on to our next thing, I'd actually like to play another clip of uh, of one of your songs. But again, pleasure. We'd love thank to have you, you back so on much. again. Yes, thank you for having me, and I'd love to come back. Take care. Have a wonderful afternoon slash evening. You too. Bye. Folks, that was the one and only recording star and singer, Sahara Star, and uh, we're going to be right back after this clip from one of her songs called Closing My Eyes as we uh, shift gears here. Always jumps a track, but you held my hand down that spiral. You made me laugh through my tears. I feel alive like a child. The ocean water I'm gonna take that to a bed dry 
on pure gold. Uh, folks, before we get uh, into the um, the meat of the show, I just wanted to also uh, let Dave talk about the poll question of the week last week and get the results underway, and then we'll take a break, come back, mm-hmm. and talk some wrestling. Yeah, we'll take five more breaks before we start talking about wrestling. Sounds good. But, um, you know, we have a poll question last week, and it is as follows. Uh, the voter turnout, not what we would have liked, but, you know, it is what it is. We have, will R.A. Dickey win the Cy Young this year? The the choices were, he has a good chance, but not sure if he'll get it. Yes, he will. It's his special year. And no, because he'll be biased since he is a knuckleballer and slightly winning out with a 47% uh, margin to 40% is he has a good chance, but not sure if he will get it. Looks like the Mets fans are a little uneasy as a worm. And heck, I voted for no because uh, they'll be biased since he's a knuckleballer. But, um... And, of course, we won't be talking too much Mets on the show. But I think that the only thing we Mets fans have to look forward to for the rest of the season is probably Dickie winning Cy Young because, let's be honest, Joe, there's not much else. But you know what? You can hold that thought. We'll be right back to talk a little wrestling before our second guest. Folks, again, you are listening to the greatest show ever, the one and only Pure Gold. We'll be right back. This is Josh Eisenberg from ChairShot Reality on WrestleZone.com. Tune in each week to Pure Gold Radio with Dave and Joe as they talk about professional wrestling, music, movies, whatever's on your mind, they'll get to it. Pure Gold Radio, Dave and Joe, the best out there, laying the smackdown each week. That's Pure Gold Radio. What's up, everyone? This is Bright Lights' Jared Foster, the man of a thousand bulbs and Mr. Entertainment himself. A reoccurring guest, nonetheless on Pure Gold Radio. And what I want you to do is check out my friends, Dave and Joe, as they deliver nonstop entertainment week after week with amazing guests discussing everything from wrestling and sports to entertainment. You name it, it's talked about, and it's only talked about in one place, Pure Gold Radio. And you can find them at puregoldpg.com. That's puregoldpg.com. This is Alicia from WSU Wrestling, and you're listening to Pure Gold. All right. Thanks for those little clips there, DG. Of course, of course. We're back here on Pure Gold, and this past Sunday was the SummerSlam Spectacular, as we know it, or as um, Jeremy Piven calls it, Summerfest a couple years ago, so now I refer to it as Summerfest. And let's face it, folks, Summerfest, SummerSlam 2012 was, I guess, a home-home pay-per-view if you did decide to shell out the, what, $50 to watch a pay-per-view that had no title changes except for the one that was free on YouTube between Santino Morello and some guy I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You don't know who Antonio Cesaro is? You mean you're telling me that you don't know who the former Claudio Castagnoli of Ring of Honor, the Internet sensation, the brand-new United States champion, folks? I hope that Cesaro brings back the European title because he's from Switzerland. We need to bring it back. Joe's least favorite professional wrestling title, the European title, must come back because he's not even American. Thanks, DG. Uh, like I said, uh, except for that U.S. title change on free TV or free YouTube, uh, you had the World Heavyweight title basically retained by Sheamus. Basically. And you had CM Punk basically retain the title, the WWE title. Basically. Now, when you say basically, do you mean uh, in actuality or possibly maybe definitely? No, they definitely retained. <laughs> and um, 
What's interesting, we'll get to the, the meet. We'll, we'll talk about Brock Lesnar and Triple H. I guess that was your quote-unquote main event. But, sir, quote-unquote, uh, you, you come out of SummerSlam with the two titles still on the respective champions going into the pay-per-view, and it would seem, from what you're telling me, that somehow, some way, not only is John Cena the number one contender for CM Punk's title, which he just got a title shot this month and last month with yes. the Money in the Bank. Yes. You're telling me that Albert Del Rio, who yes. is uh, a complete loss, um, just complete failure. They've ruined the, the, his character. Yeah, well, that's not his fault, but I agree with no, you. No, but I'm just saying, he gets another title shot, too. Talk about a stale product. I can't believe we're talking about wrestling, but we can't talk about the Mets, so we got to talk about wrestling. No, you're absolutely right. We can't talk about the Mets, but um, unfortunately, yes, you're right. Uh I don't know. I mean, what can we say? Somehow, someway, John Cena has basically been in the main event all these past few months, losing again. I have, I have no doubt that he's not going to win the Night of Champions. Uh, interesting how he coerced CM Punk to, you know, I'm not going to say you're the best, even though you said that's the only, this is one of the old John Cena, Randy Orton promos, I'm not going to say you're the best, because that would be lying, but you know what, if you are the best, prove it by giving me another title shot in my hometown, otherwise, you're not the best, even though you beat me 12 times, one of those great idiotic promos that only the WWE writers can write, um, Terrible, terrible job. And if anything, shouldn't John Cena and CM Punk have been the main event or whatever it is at SummerSlam solo and then bring in the Big Show? Why was the Big Show brought into a much bigger pay-per-view than Night of Champions? I mean, let's be honest. I get that it's in his hometown, but seriously, it's it's SummerSlam or SummerFest versus Night of Champions. So I, I don't know, sir. And I get it. Alberto Del Rio somehow becomes the number one contender on SmackDown. Spoiler alert. Oops, sorry. He somehow, for like the ninth month in a row... Is the number one contender for the the world heavyweight championship. I mean, come on, let this guy lose. Give the belt to Ziggler. Do something. I mean, let's be real. That 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 is bad booking at its finest. It's bad booking by Booker T. No, I'm just kidding. That's uh, the Booker man. It's not really his fault, but folks, I mean, it is really stale these days. Uh, and then we talk about the quote unquote main event between Brock Lesnar and Triple H. Brock, Brock Lesnar, as my old coworker Kojo used to say, the only man to ever kill a shark, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> And for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, Summerfest about 10 years ago, Brock Lesnar did an F5 in the SummerSlam commercial seeing a shark. Yes, Obviously, you can't put him in the Kimura Lock because he's got no hands. <laughs> but, sir, let's talk for a second about Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Well, give me your thoughts on that. I, you know, From what I hear, because I didn't order the pay-per-view, it was a great match, and uh, it probably was a brutal match. The only problems I have with that, unless... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, on Monday night you had Brock Lesnar, a part-time wrestler, not a full-time wrestler, come out and and Triple H did a good job. He put Brock Lesnar over, but when you put a part-timer over, he really has nothing else to do afterwards. He came out basically said he's called the new King of Kings. Triple H didn't show up on the program. You had Shawn Michaels show up on the program with a quote-unquote broken arm. And the only, thing, the only thing I could think of is that they're, they're slowly setting up a Triple H Shawn Michaels match for WrestleMania. But we're only in August. I mean, this thing has to uh, simmer for another at least like eight months before we get to WrestleMania. Well, <laughs> it's actually more like seven months. All right. Um, no, when you think about it, though, it's not a bad thing because you are, you are dealing with part-time guys. I personally would love to see Trips and Shawn go at it at WrestleMania. I don't want to see heel heel or heel face. I want to see them go at it. Two guys having a falling out, whatever the case is. That would be a show stealer considering we want to be there. The show stopper, Shawn Michaels. We want to be at WrestleMania 29 over at uh, MetLife Stadium, a.k.a. Giant Stadium, a.k.a. I hate the Jets. But anyway, uh, on a side note, when you look at that overall picture of, of what 
WrestleMania might be. Obviously, again, like Joe said, it's only SummerSlam. But Brock did this, this stupid title video about how he's done with his WWE. He's probably going to come back. Fantasy booking. You got to think somehow, some way, Rock is going to fight. Um, I mean, I'm hoping he fights Punk at Mania, not Cena. I don't want to see that. Once in a lifetime, twice in a row. Uh, I'd love, again, Triple H and, and Sean would be great. But I'd like to see Brock and Undertaker. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I know you're not a big fan of that, sir. I'm, I mean, you, you still have to change my mind a couple of days ago, so I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm open for anything. The product right now is really stale, and, sir, what it comes down to is this. Raw is three hours a week now every Monday. It is? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah, it is three hours a week. So, uh, now, sir, not to cut you off, but didn't Pyro make a great point that uh, you told me the other day? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. I was just going to say, when you have a pay-per-view that has no major happenings, no major title changes... To me, it's just another Raw. I mean, that's how long the pay-per-views are. Pay-per-views are basically another Raw without the commercials. Um, and now you make it even worse when you, you have no, like I said, major changes, except for Triple H losing to Brock Lesnar. I don't know where the storyline goes from here, other than the fact that Brock is now the new King of Kings. Uh, does Triple H show up eventually? Who knows? So um, the product is so stale that you, you have the same contenders fighting the, after the title, Hopefully, Ziggler is able to infuse some uh, freshness, and hopefully they're ready to promote Cody Rhodes, for example, to the World Heavyweight title picture. Well, you got to think that Cody is, is uh, in there. But then again, you have Dolph, who has his Money in the Bank uh, briefcase, so you know, you got to go you gotta go that route. He's obviously going to get a title shot at some point. I'm guessing they are going to give him the belt. Cena was able to lose the uh, Money in the Bank and still you know, be super Cena. But I, I don't think the same thing would happen with, a, say, uh, Dolph Ziggler. But I absolutely believe that, uh, you know, we're heading towards towards something in, in that effect where Ziggler will get a title shot, get the belt, you know, do what he has to do. And, yes, the product is still, sir, but it's kind of hard. Like, where do you go? When you look at the talent on, on these rosters, there's not exactly an overflow of, of main event talent. I mean, you know, we talked about the Kevin Nash comment the other day, but um, we can fantasy book till the cows come home. When you have part-timers like Triple H, like Brock Lesnar, like The Undertaker, like The Rock that are all your your real big stars. I mean, you know, what can you do? What 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 else can you really say when you look at the product and you you got to expect it to be stale because you know, it is what it is. 3 hours is too long. Um 3 hour rolls have not been a good thing and you you don't even see more wrestling per se. You got to highlight more guys, spotlight more guys, but that's unfortunately not happening. Not even the part-timer and he's a part-timer too that that came back to try to quote unquote save us. <laughs> actually tried to uh, actually did save us. Mr. Chris Jericho is also off uh, the TV for who, who knows what. Back on the Fozzie tour, sir. Yeah, he is back on the, on the Fozzie the Muppet tour. And you know Jericho is just he's just that good, and he's amazingly in the best shape of his career in his early 40s. He had a good run. I, I still think it's ridiculous that they tried to pin this whole thing of he can't win the big one, he can't win the big one. Last time I checked, a one-on-one match with no world title implications is not that big a deal versus. Six-time world heavyweight champion, WCW champion, WWE champion, you know, uh, world heavyweight champion, uh, you know, uni- first unified champion, undisputed champion, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Jericho has won the big one multiple times over. He's just a, a selfless guy. He did go over at the pay-per-view, which some people had a problem with. I didn't, of course, because uh, I love him. But uh, he's going to be gone for a while doing the Fozzie tour, but he'll be back, no doubt about that. Now, let me ask you this. Talk about booking. What sense does it make for AJ to come up and say, hey, I'm going to have a great day for a match. You guys fought last night. Uh, Dolph, you're going to put your title shot on the line. And Chris, you're going to put your contract on the line. And uh, that's it. See you later. I mean, the, the AJ thing is bad. I know one of our, our buddies on, on Twitter, Chris, would uh, 
would definitely agree, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's a shame, but, and we're going to have Heather on soon to talk about this, but women's wrestling in the WWE is dead. The women's role is just not that important where it should be. But, uh, you know, getting back to Mr. Chris Jericho, sir, it'll probably be another year or so before he comes back. Yeah, it will be. I mean, it's a shame because he is entertainment. Um, even though he's quote-unquote old school, he definitely um, knows how to bring it on the mic and also in the ring. Um, but the product, again, is so stale, too. Another point, case in point, you have uh, CM Punk now feuding with Jerry Lawler. Oh, you know, that to me is a, is an absolute travesty and a train wreck in the making. Who cares? Do I want to see Jerry the King Lawler feud with CM Punk? No, who cares? I mean, Jerry's a legend, that's great, and he can still kind of go in the ring, but come on, who wants to see this mess? It's, it's just terrible. To me, it's just bad booking. It's It wasn't good when The Miz did it. It's it's even worse when Punk does it, and I said this before, I'll say it again, uh, you know, I've lost respect for CM Punk. I've lost interest in him now. Once he said that AW deserved to be fired for his comments, you can tell that he's become nothing more than a WWE corporate shill, which makes me sick to my stomach. Um, I mean, come on, you know, stop, stop making us all sick here, Jericho. Do something with yourself. Oh, sorry, make us all sick. <laughs> sorry, I mean, CM Punk, you, you do make us all sick. Yeah, you do. Uh, not only that, I mean, if he's a, he must be the corporate sellout because he even, I mean, we thought it was perfect time after WrestleMania to change that title. Oh, that's never going away. So and yeah, you're stuck with that belt for the rest of your life. We are stuck with that title, unfortunately. It's absolutely, it's a travesty. It's a train wreck. Um, you know, and again, I know that we're sitting here and we're ragging on the WWE, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what, sir? I mean, there's definitely some, there's... And the problem is when you look at the at the landscape of pro wrestling, most people only see world wrestling. Oh, excuse me, not wrestling. WWE, formerly WWF, get the F out, um, and TNA, and that's pretty much all you see. But obviously, there's indie federations. You know, IWF they went up in smoke, but you know, there's federations out there. They do their thing all across the country where guys are trying to make it big. But the thing is, they try. They're trying to get to the WWE, and when they get there, they get holes and they get used and abused. I mean, the only legit stuff in terms of a little bit bigger market would be, I guess, Ring of Honor. But even that, I mean, the y- truth is we need the WWE to have competition. We need people to to be a part of, of the revolution, as it were. And we just can't have the, the same old status quo. And, you know, it's a perfect segue going from what we were just talking about to our second guest. Now we are joined by the, the lovely and the talented. She is a manager. I had to make sure I got the correct terminology with her because I didn't want to get body slammed. Uh, she's a manager for NW Hollywood. She's actually the manager for the current NWA champion, Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce, And she's also a manager over at FSW Las Vegas and FSW Arizona. The one and only Heather Lynn is joining us this afternoon slash evening. Heather, how are you doing? I am fantastic, and yourself? Oh, doing doing wonderful here. Thank you so much for calling us. Uh, you know, giving us some some of your time. Now, Heather, can you uh, tell the you fans? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, tell the fans uh, and those listening in what got you involved in wrestling in the first place. I mean, did you grow up as a fan, or uh, you know, what is it about wrestling that that uh, just got you hooked? Uh, let's see. Started a long, long, long time ago. I grew up with three older brothers. Um, one of them watched wrestling a lot, and I started watching it, you know, growing up with him. And he's uh, 10 years older than me, so he would explain a lot to me. 
and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with Bret Hart and Sherry and Elizabeth um, and Bobby, especially Bobby Heenan. I mean, my biggest idol. Okay. You know, Oliver Humperdinck, all of these guys. Watching them and, you know, just every every day. And then my stepfather wasn't too keen on wrestling. He he despised it and, and thought very bad things about it. So we would <laughs> literally hide it from him and record it. And then we would put black tape over the little red dot on the VCR so he didn't know we were recording it. And then late at night when he would go to sleep, we would watch it. Well, so I wouldn't miss my wrestling. Yeah. And, and I, I, I just grew up watching it. And it just from there, watching Bobby, watching Sherry, you know, Liz, everybody, that's, I knew what I wanted to do. And, and I've always wanted to be on that stage where I could control the crowd's emotions and reactions with what I do in ringside. And when I turned um, 18, 18, 19, I went to, with a couple of friends, to UPW in Southern California and met some of the people there and started working there. And the Ballards are, you know, two of the biggest influences as far as getting me started. And they helped a lot. Um, this was back when Cena was there as the prototype. We had Simone oh, Joe, Frankie Kazarian. And they were developmental at the time. So I learned everything I learned then and it just it took off. I mean it was it was insane and it was it was everything I loved and more. Well, you know, speaking of speaking of insane, it's insane that uh, the name Oliver Humperdinck was used here in Pure Gold because that's that's definitely not a name that you hear often um, in in the wrestling world. And of course, he was uh, he was in the eighties and the early nineties, I believe, uh, with the WWF, quote unquote WWE. But you basically just uh, answered my first two questions, Heather. Um, if there was one, if there was one woman in the wrestling industry that you were would. I could say emulate. Would that be Sherry, since you mentioned her? I mean, she was an amazing character. But would she be the one, or is there someone else? It's kind of a combination of Liz and Sherry. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just point towards just Sherry as as one because I, I can be very evil like Sherry, and I do what I do to get the job done and make sure my wrestler wins. Right. But at the same time, I like to kind of come out and dress a little glamorous and look, you know, kind of nice like Elizabeth. Um, you know, and 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 stand by my wrestler's side. So right, right. kind of a kind of com- combining the two, but I do get more involved than Elizabeth did. Um, yeah, she definitely. Kind of, you know, just stood there and, and was the support, whereas right. Sherry liked to go and, and kind of kick some butt. So <laughs> exactly, and it's interesting. The reason I said Sherry, other than the fact that you mentioned her, is because from what I've seen, clips and stuff online, YouTube, you. You're you're more heel than anything else, so uh, that that was more of uh, Sherry's, uh, you know, that was her domain. Whereas Liz was the very demure and the very, you know, sweet and kind. Everyone loved Miss Elizabeth, and you know, she until she turned on everyone in the NWO back in the late '90s. But uh, you know, I uh, I just thought Sherry because of the the whole heel versus face thing. Oh yeah, I I love you know being a heel. It's it, it's a way to get my inner aggression out. Which I have a lot of, there you go. <laughs> and and it, it's a nice way to get it out without you know causing major damage and or ending Going up arrested or, or, like that, right. or you know worse. And um, she was good at what she did. I mean, she she was good at getting her wrestlers over. She was good at making sure they win. And she was she she made sure she was noticed, and that's what I love about her. And, and in a way, that's how Vicky is today too. And 
and I've been told um, a few times that I, I've, I remind people of Vicky as well. I have a very loud voice when I scream. Actually, that's why I'm kind of scratchy right now. I was at SummerSlam this weekend, and I oh, wow. very and and I scream for the whole thing. But I'm a very big Dolph Ziggler fan, so I had a battle with the people behind me who were very big Y2J fans, and I kind of lost a slight bit of my voice due to that. But well, you know, it's it's kind of a I I can be very loud when I need to, and just because I'm tiny doesn't mean uh, you know you can't hear me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Heather, how did you? I mean, speaking of getting loud and getting involved, I, I see that you're in a uh, part of so many wrestling feds. How did you get involved in so many? Like it says, you're a part of NWA Hollywood, FSW, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Arizona. And I also work uh, Utah, UCW, Zero. Um, I was, oh wow! You, when before I had my daughter, I actually worked a lot more. Um, when I was younger, when I first started, I was working in Chicago. New Jersey, Texas, Florida, all over. And you worked in New Jersey? I worked in Jersey for um, cyberspace. Oh, okay, and, cool. Yeah, so I did a few things over there. and then, um, But this was way back a long time ago. And right. then I had my daughter. I took a bit of time off. And then I would work for a company out here in Vegas that I'm not going to say the name of because they, they don't need the publicity because <laughs> they're not very good people. And um, I worked a few shows, the one or two shows a year that they would do here. And I slowly started getting back into it. And then I got um, noticed and I got a little bit of help to get on NWA Hollywood. And from there it just took off. And it was literally, I went to FSW. And from FSW, I've got a lot of notice, you know, getting noticed from there. Um, I have two wrestlers at FSW as part of the Family Stone in NWA. I mean, it's just—it's amazing. I'm so you know honored and privileged to be a part of of some great federations out here. I love it, and I'm always willing to take more work. I tell you know when feds contact me to work, I'm I'm you know I'm always willing if I have the time. If I'm there, I, I'll do it. I'm, I'm not you know I'm open to a lot of things. Um, it's one of I mean as long as I can be ringside, that's what I like to do. And I'm Good. I'm more than willing to get involved. Very cool. Um, speaking of getting involved, you, you're managing the current NWA champion, like DG said, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. What's it like managing him um, day to day? It's intense. <laughs> <laughs> very, very intense. Um, Adam is a wonderful, wonderful wrestler. Uh, very underrated. He should have gone a lot farther than he did. He is probably one of my favorite wrestlers ever. And wow, that's quite a compliment. To, to, yeah, I mean, to, to be be with him ringside during that match against Cabana, the first one that they had that I was in, and then to be the part of the first blood match that they had as the, the first level of the seven levels of hell that they're doing right now. I mean, I just had no words for it. It was an absolute honor to do that. And to be able to, to stand there and watch these two men just battle it out and see the intensity, see the, the, the you know, what they're going through, what they put their bodies through, the mindset that they're in, it's it's not it's not pretty to right. see these two co at it. But I mean at the same time it's it's I mean, these two wrestlers, these are it's like nothing else. 
almost oh. died twice by the ring bell in the first blood match. That stupid ring bell had it out for me, but luckily <laughs> he didn't get me. Of course, um, of course. And not and wearing white dress during the first blood match was a little risky, but I made it through safely. Nice. <laughs> and uh, but I mean to be to be without him, Adam is is so just intense as a wrestler that to watch him, I love watching him wrestle, and wow. it's just it's incredible. And I'm so I just don't understand why he never went farther than he is. He deserved to be on such a higher level than than he is. And the fact that he that he's doing the last ride too, it, it's just it's I don't want to think about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, folks, we're joined here by Heather Lynn, who is a manager at FSW, Las Vegas, and of course uh, Arizona, and of course with NW Hollywood, which is what we're, we're discussing with her right now. And it's interesting before you mentioned that you were his manager, and you know, I, I knew that, but I just. Uh, it, doing my research for the for the interview, um, I read somewhere in an article. I think it was on Russell's own. Uh, one of the commentators or one of the people saying that they they same thing you just said. They didn't understand why Adam didn't go further, hasn't gone further in his career than he has. But hopefully, you know, he'll get that that big break. Uh, looking forward to. But speaking of breaks, speaking of the business, a two part question: What's your favorite aspect of the wrestling business? Being involved behind the curtain, where you know we're just spectators, and what's your least favorite aspect of it? Um, being behind the curtain or being out ringside? Well, no, I, I mean, you know, you're you're privy to stuff that we're not. We just watch it on TV. You're involved. That's what I meant uh, behind the curtain. Not exactly behind the stage, but you being out there in the ring. Oh. What's your favorite part about the whole thing, and what's your least favorite? My favorite is being there and, and being able to see up close everything. Like, just being there and, and being in the moment, being part of the match. Like, being able to get involved and being able to uh, influence the, the outcome of the match or what's going on, uh, being able to, to influence the crowd and get them to yell at me or get them to uh, despise me more, despise my wrestler more. Um, and the worst thing I would have to say is, is you know, some of these guys are, are good friends of mine. Um, and, and the worst thing is sometimes, you know, being worried something might go wrong. Right, and that's that's the worst thing is 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 the constant worry that accidents happen, and and I just it's I'm a mom I worry. It's what I do. Of course, has so anything ever gone wrong? In uh, in uh, the matches or events, maybe not even someone you're you're uh, managing, but have you ever been in an event where something did go wrong? Um, knock on wood, nothing serious. No, nothing more than a few bumps, bruises, scratches, things like that. Maybe. a Pulled muscle here and there, you know, bump on the head, things like that. Yeah, well, but I, I mean, I get pulled... nothing serious. So. Oh no, that, that's good. I mean, I, I get pulled muscles getting out of bed, but that's just you know old age setting in. <laughs> um, now tell us, do you wrestle at all? And if not, would you like to? I, I saw a picture of you getting a stunner uh, or a video of you getting a stunner <laughs> online. Um, but do you? Would you like to get more involved in it? I mean, have you thought about wrestling? Have you wrestled? Oh, Brandon Gatson will get his for that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> No, I um I did some training. Not I'm not fully trained to wrestle a full match. Um I'm refreshing my skills currently in the ring. I am uh doing I, I'm doing some training. I don't I'm getting a little older than a lot of these younger girls coming in. Older? So what really well, you don't ask a girl well, in age. I mean <laughs> I, all right, if you don't want to say the exact number, but older, I'm thirty one or younger than, than that. Younger, Older than these younger girls coming in, put it that way. <laughs> um, okay. 
old enough to have been in the business for quite a while. And uh, it's, you know, it's uh, I, I do want to get back in the ring in an aspect not to wrestle full time because I love managing more than anything. But it's right. kind of, you kind of have to be trained to wrestle these days. Of course. Because there's really not any companies that really take managers anymore just to manage. There's no Miss Elizabeth. There's no Sherry, really. I mean, you've got Rosa, you've got Vicky, but there's a very rare exceptions to those rules, and they're not used properly. And even then, you still have to be trained. So I do. I, I have been trying to work on some skills back in the ring and do some stuff. I'm supposed to work a battle royal coming up soon. And... um I would like to, you know, get back in the ring and start doing some more full-time training. It's just right. I got school starting next week, uh, you know, college, and then mom and, and work and going insane in wrestling. Of course. So, you know, a mix of those. But, yeah, I, I, I do some stuff. I can do some moves, and I've got my psychology down and everything. I just got to work on, on putting it all together again. It's It's refreshing, just refreshing my memory and getting my muscle memory down and everything again. Heather, do you do you do you watch um do you watch any of the big time promotions, T N A or W V? Always. Always? Always. You mentioned uh some some managers in the past. What are your thoughts on the current product and then tell me specifically what you think about AJ? I like AJ. I think she's Are you AJ? AJ? Uh, no. <laughs> You're a fool. I'm I not, mean like character wise. No. I look like her. Slightly, okay. I'm about her. I'm about her size, uh, not width wise, but, <laughs> but about height. <laughs> but about height wise, um, she is. I I like her character as far as you know. I liked her better when she was the cutesy little skippy thing, but I think she plays off the psychoness kind of well. Yeah, because it was it was unexpected, and I think that's kind of she's doing a she's doing a good job with what she's got. Is and, that where you? I was going to say, is that where you ultimately want to end up in TNA or WWE? I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to. That that's been my dream since I was probably three or four years old, okay. and I'd love to. If I if I don't, at least I know I've tried and I've given it, you know, pretty much everything I've got. Um, but you know, it's what I want to do. It's what I would I would absolutely love to do. I wouldn't turn it down. And I'm working towards, I, I mean, I go to the gym six days a week, and, you know, that's why I'm working on my training a lot more, to try to have the skills down so that way I've got to be a well-rounded performer for them. But, I mean, if I don't make it, it's I've, I've done a lot in the business that I'm proud of. Well, good. So, um, and and so- I have college. I'm going to college as kind of a backup, you know, just to, you know, have something to fall back on. It's, it's it's well, it's recommended, and, you know, and I have a daughter to worry about, so I don't want her to see, you know, mom just go after this and then have nothing else if it doesn't pan out. Very smart, very smart. Now, since you do watch the um, current product, the current product, what do you think is wrong with the state of uh, mainstream pro wrestling these days, or do you feel like there's nothing wrong with pro wrestling these days? Uh, nepotism is a very big factor in in the demise of pro wrestling these days. You as mean like uh, tri- you mean like Triple H? No, 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 no. Being like uh, Hulk Hogan and oh, okay, Brooke and and Child, and uh, you know Eric and what's his son's name? And, yeah, yeah, Garrett. Awful. Right. He's terrible. 
that. And I also think a lot of, uh, um, as far as, you know, having connections in the business help. But when people use those connections and then they're brought up simply because they're friends with somebody. I also think bringing up wrestlers because they're really big guys, you know, who happen to be six foot eight, three hundred and something pounds, but they're greener than asparagus. I mean, <laughs> you know, I it, it's and you can tell that they're so bad in the ring, but because they have a great look to them, no amount of training is seems to be fixing that. Right. Whereas you've got wrestlers who are not quite as big, but who can, I mean, kill in the ring. And I would much rather watch wrestling like that of course. than watch right. the wrestling of, of somebody like Mason Ryan come out, you oh. know, and, and Terror Squad awful. walk into the ring. Awful. Well, he's been off TV like for a while. You mentioned the whole being greener than asparagus thing, and he's been off TV for a while. He's got that Batista look, but that's about it. Another guy who I personally think is terrible overall is uh, is uh, David Otunga. I've never been a fan of his, and he's really only there because he's Jennifer Hudson's, you know, baby daddy, because, you know, no, every time I read about them in the papers, they're either getting married or calling off their wedding, but, um, you know, all that aside, it's interesting because guys like that, well, Ryan hasn't been on TV for all, but they do get that television time, and you have way more time, like Seth Rollins, for example. Seth Rollins has been, hate the name, but, uh, you know, he was formerly Tyler Black, and he's been in the WWE minor leagues for what seems like a couple of years, and he's, he's way more amazing. talented. Yeah. I say that again? Seth is amazing. And well, but what is he doing? He's, he's the NXT champion with that horrible X-shaped belt. But you have these other fools, again, Otonga, guys like that, who have television time and are on the main roster, and Seth could wrestle blindfolded, both of his hands tied, both of his arms tied behind his back, you know, in a potato sack. He could wrestle his, or, or the, the bag that Jake the Snake Roberts used to put Damien in. He could out-wrestle these guys, and what is he doing? He's toiling away in the minors and not getting a shot at the pros. So, I mean, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, you as a fan, as someone in the, you, you know, you know the deal. Same thing we always say is the guys who have the talent are just not being used properly, which really does suck. It is. And the thing with Seth, too, I think another problem with Seth Rollins is that uh, his gimmick is very similar to CM Punk. Yeah, he looks like Punk with the, now. He does look very similar to him body-wise like as well. He used to look like. Yeah. Um, Minus um, the with the hair and everything. Punk doesn't resemble that so much anymore with the short hair, but when Punk first started, that's kind of you yep. know what Punk looked like. And I think yeah. that, that might be an issue as well because if they bring him up, people are going to start thinking he's too similar to CM Punk as far as his gimmick goes, as far as his look goes. Another person that, well, he hasn't been in FCW long, but he doesn't need to be in FCW much longer, would be, and I, I, I'm sorry, I still call him Chris Hero because I just, the cast Yeah, Cassius Ono. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, it's still Chris Hero to me, but Cassius Ono, I mean, he he's also, I mean, being 6'4 and agile as he is, I mean, this, come on. And, and Claudio, I, what they're doing with Antonio Cesario, Claudio, is what is that thing he does when he gets to the ring is right? I, I, just, I don't know what he does when he gets to the ring, but it drives me insane. Yeah. The little fist pumping thing. Right, um, right. Um, but he is a ph- phenomenal wrestler. And Absolutely. I think if they were to bring Chris up with him, you know, they need a tag team division. I it's think, big. honestly, they need to bring back the cruiserweight division as well. 
Yeah. Well, supposedly with the new network, which hasn't launched and doesn't seem to be launching anytime soon, they're going to be focusing on that, and they're also going to be focusing on tag team wrestling, supposedly, because Triple H is, is a big fan as he starts to take over. But, Heather, I mean, we could literally talk about this for hours on end. Um, tell us, and, of course, we'd love to have you back on again in the future to, to discuss more, but t- tell us, how can the fans watch you do your thing, and how can they keep tabs on you? Um, you can go to my Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com. Heather Lynn, L-Y-N-N, 1024, and request me. So as long as you're not a creepo, I'll add you. Um, and, and by <laughs> creepo, I mean you have, like, like one friend and, you know, you right. have one picture of you that's not you. <laughs> and then um, I also have Twitter, and it's also Heather Lynn, 1024 on Twitter. I'm usually pretty active on there. I have Instagram under the same name as well. So, I mean, any of those. Uh, feel free to, you know, on, go on Facebook, send me a message, say hi, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty social. I'm not, you know, very quiet. Um, <laughs> at FSW has uh, quite a bit of shows we run. We usually run a show two or three times a month. Nice. You can go to uh, Facebook and go to Future Stars of, I think it's FSW Las Vegas. It's on my Facebook. I, I don't have the exact website on me because I'm in the car. I'm not driving, don't worry. Okay. But um, it's uh, it's under Future Stars of Wrestling or FSW Las Vegas, and they always put their dates up on there. Our next date is actually this Friday at 7 o'clock. It's over in Henderson, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, 6658 Boulder Highway. And I have my wrestler, Bryce Harrison, and we're going to be trying to get revenge on Brandon Jackson for what he did to me, and I plan to get my hands on him. And then uh, they have a YouTube channel, Future Stars Wrestling, where you can see all their episodes because we do a weekly show. Um, Any NWA Hollywood show I try to make, I didn't make the last tapings due to prior commitments, but I'm usually at every tapings. I did make the last house show as well. Um, And then if you're on my Facebook or Twitter, I try to post every day, every show I'm in anyway. Well, that, that's some some good stuff there, Heather. And of course, uh, we thank you so much for for joining us. And again, we'd love to have you out in the future to discuss some more wrestling and uh, and what you're up to. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and have a wonderful uh, evening slash afternoon. Because I know you're a few hours behind us over there uh, on your side of the country. Uh, again, thank you so much for for joining us here on Pure Gold. No, again, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck. And I will talk to you later. Take care. Thank you, folks. The one and only Heather Lynn manager, multiple wrestling federations, and, uh, you know, again, we thank you so much to her as we, as we wrap up the show here with only a couple of minutes left. Sir, we talked about this earlier as I'm scanning things here. Big news on the new WWE championship belt design. It's been reported for months that WWE is in the process of making a new championship belt that will replace CM Punk's current spinner belt. I saw uh, I saw a, a model of what it was supposedly going to look like. I mean, who knows? Could be some guy making it in his basement. But Punk did confirm an interview that the belt will debut very soon. He's speculated that it could debut as early as SummerSlam, which it didn't, or by next month's <laughs> Night of Champions pay-per-view, which would be a perfect time to debut a new title when he loses to Jesse. <laughs> 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 but uh, somebody here you know, tweeted that... Um, that he's making some aluminum for a WWE Championship belt, uh, so hopefully that'll uh, you know that'll happen, sir. But uh, give us your nuggets before we close out this uh, awesome show. Yeah, I just uh, you hear this? Uh, I'm throwing my nuggets out the window right now. We got a minute left just to talk about this past Saturday debacle. If you're a Jeff fan, uh, utter elation. If you're a Giant fan, the two teams play each other. The Jets have yet to score a touchdown. There's ru- there's definitely time for panic, time for concern. 
The Jets have no offense. They don't have an offensive line. Their their Wildcats going to be putrid, sir. I'm looking at a four and twelve record, and you're looking at me like you have something to say. No, uh, I was actually going to touch on that as a Jets fan. Does it concern you yes. that they've scored six points yes. so far? Yes. But, but sir, it's only the preseason. I don't give a crap if it's a preseason or not. Mark Sanchez, I've, I've said this for the last three weeks now. Mark Sanchez is going to fail. They've, they've set him up to fail. They have no receivers. They have no offensive line. The court, the offensive core that they brought in was here to bring in to teach the Wildcats to the offense. So, sir. Mark Sanchez, I mean, do us a favor if you're a Jets fan, uh, if you're uh, if you're listening, Mr. Tannenbaum or Mr. Uh, Woody Johnson, trade Mark Sanchez now. I like the guy. I think that he, everyone's going to rip him to no ends start week one, especially if he has nobody to throw to. And all the blame is going to be put on him. Feel sorry for the guy because I really think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think he should go to San Francisco and be the San Fran uh, quarterback. I think they'll win a Super Bowl with him at, at QB, sir. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, as a Jet fan, you have uh, plenty of things to be concerned about, even though this is only the preseason. Like I said, offensive line, Swiss cheese, this whole offense is crap. This defense is good, but it's not Baltimore Raven good. So, uh, unfortunately, I've been scaling down my record. I, I went from 8-8. Eight and eight. I think this team is going to really go like 5-11, and 4-12. and 12. You, you think so, sir? I mean, I really? Um, what has to go right for the Jets to not be that horrible? Well, the the thing that has to go right for the Jets is that the defense has to play their asses off. They have to get off the field on third down. They have to make sure they get time of possession because without this defense playing um, like pure gold, this team is just not going to win. Crap. They're going to be pure crap. I mean, the Giants on the on the flip side, they're going to be a, a really good team again this year with with a defensive a front line like they have on the defense and a great elite quarterback like Eli Manning. Uh, you, you can't spell elite without Eli. With Eli. We're going to be doing another show in February from some Whole Foods, sir, and we're going to be talking about how the, the Giants are contending or in the Super Bowl once again, I think. Uh, well, <laughs> what we'll possibly be doing is show Whole Foods, and you'll be sticking it where the sun don't shine because that's what I think about the Jets. Unfortunately, you are my friend, sadly enough. Uh, I, I don't root against the Jets actively. I never have. I, again, I don't I don't look at them Yankees versus uh, Mets. I, I don't see it that way. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that you're wrong. I'm hoping that uh, Tim Tebow does something. I'm actually hoping that Mark Sanchez, you know, they can give him the horses to play. But I, I do agree with you that they've set up Sanchez to fail. And I, I think it's it's going to be difficult for him not to fail. And with the offensive line being so terrible, sir, I just don't see the Jets being good at all. I mean, you just never know in the NFL, but, I mean, is Tim Tebow going to be the starting quarterback of this team by the end of the year, or they're both going to be gone? No, Tim Tebow will be. I mean, you could, right here on Pure Gold, you could pretty much bank on it. Uh, Tim Tebow will be your starting quarterback after week three or four. That's a guarantee. But, sir, I don't want to end on a sour note. Let's let's talk about what we have next week, and let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Folks, next week we are joined by the one and only Jen Lilly. That's right, Jen, for a second time, coming back on Pure Gold. We've been in, in communication and works and talks with her, so we're excited to have her on the air. Um, and we're probably going to have a minor league uh, beat reporter for the Brooklyn Cyclones, which will be interesting. Uh, Tracy Rubin should be joining us. Um, folks, again, as always, we thank you so much for listening to the show. Special thanks to the one, the wonderful, the one and only Sahara Star, or Sahara, as she would say, uh, singer Sahara Star, who's just 
guests, uh, you know, did a great job on today's show. Also, thanks to Heather Lynn, who was amazing. Two great guests. Uh, we appreciate them spending some of their time. They're both on the West Coast, so they really had to fit us into their schedule. So we really appreciate that. And, of course, we appreciate you folks tuning in every week. Make sure you check us out next week. We will start at 6.30 because we are trying to accommodate Jen. So we're going to go 6.30 to 7.30. Odd, I know, but we want to get Jen on the air. Folks, this is David that's Joe B. We are Pure Gold. Remember to always keep it PG and check out our website, puregold.com. Good night, oh, everybody. Uh, pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. Good night, everyone. <laughs>